0: There are several exits on this aircraft in the event of an emergency. At this time, please fasten your seat belts as we are preparing for takeoff. And welcome aboard. Welcome back to It's Just a Talk Podcast. My name is Mauricio. I am your host. And this is It's Just a Talk Podcast, where I ask you to come with your friend, Maury at this Spanglish, political, queer, Latinx, and millennial podcast, where we talk a little tea, we talk a little truth, But you know, I always leave time to talk some shit. This is episode 041, girl. We've gotten to 41 episodes. What never a million years would I think that I would get to 41 episodes And you know what the goal is to get to 100 and then the goal after it would be 200 And then you never know where you're gonna hear me you know maybe like sold out shows And like in la televisión or something And you know why because today's episode is being brought to you by healing your inner child Yeah bitch you heard me right Today's episode is being brought to you by healing that inner child of yours. And sometimes it's like little things that make you realize that you're healing it. Like last night, or two nights ago, it was Halloween... And it was my first year living in my new apartment. Um, Last year, I lived in an apartment, but it was like an apartment building. So don't really get trick-or-treaters. So I always used to make like little candy baggies and drop it off at the doors of the apartments that I knew had children. And when I used to live in LA, we also used to live like in a building. So like no tenía, you know, I never like gave candy out. And last night was my first time ever giving out candy. And baby girl, que no te diga que my goal was to be the best house in the neighborhood. I think I accomplished that. I was giving out full-size candy bars. Y atrás, I had uh, Pokemon cards, like the spooky edition that they were selling, attached to them. I literally had a little girl lean over and she was like, "Um." Don't tell anyone I said this, but your house is the best house. Real candy and Pokemon cards. Awesome. And you know what? That little girl, she helped heal my inner child. Porque, I don't know why, pero me dio, like, mucha sentimental, like, I got super emotional. Like, after I gave out all the candy, just, like, seeing all the the stuff, children like super happy getting the candy. And there was something that just made me feel so many emotions and I don't know, I guess I realized that when I was a little kid and whenever we did go trick-or-treating, we would go to like the affluent neighborhoods because they would have like the good candy. And I'm in a place in my life where like, I can give the good candy and that's amazing. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that. And I'm getting emotional again. But I'm so grateful and feel blessed every day that I get to heal that inner child, that kid that grew up in poverty and never thought that he would have the things that he has now. So to that little boy, I want to say, Bitch, you made it. (laughs) You give me that real candy. (laughs) But with that, I'm ready to kick off this episode, y'all. So if you're ready... I'm ready. So let's get this party started, y'all. This is the first segment of the podcast, and just like that, we talk pop culture, what's happening this month, ¿Qué me está pasando a mí y toda la cosa? I want to start out by acknowledging that this month is actually Native American History Month, where we celebrate all the accomplishments that Native American folks have done for this country and acknowledge that this country has always and will always belong to Native Americans. I want to shout out two notable Native Americans doing real work in our government currently. That is Cherise Davis, who is for the from the Ho-Chunk tribe. She is one of the two Congress people that made history a couple years ago by being the first to ever be on Congress. She is also LGBTQ, and she is representing Kansas. We also want to shout out Ms. Deb Halan, who is from the Laguna Pueblo. Also, the second one of the two of the two uh, Native American women who made history by being the very first Native American folks to be in Congress representing New Mexico. So shout out to both Cherise and Deb. They're doing real work for not only Native folks, but for everybody as a a lot of their platforms have to do with the world and global warming and environment. So shout out to those two badass women. I also want to go ahead and shout out BTS, who decided to enlist in the South Korean military. If you did not hear the news, the BTS army was all over Twitter trying to tell people that BTS is now going to the army. And I know you're probably thinking, oh my god, how could South Korea send BTS to the army? Aren't they like super famous? Well, South Korea has the law that every single man that is born in South Korea has to enlist in the army by the age of 21. That is the cutoff. And the reason was because originally, the original law was that they needed to sign up for the army at some time in their life. But then men started signing up really late in their life, after their 30s and stuff. And so the the government was like, well, we're not getting the best of the best. So they decided that after 21, every man needs to sign up for the army. Now, it was discussed whether bts would have to do it or not because they're so famous and so the south korean government even had a trial where they said well we don't believe that you're that popular so we're gonna have you do like a free concert for the people of south korea and if a lot of people show up then we will decide okay maybe they're famous So they did. And the concert was one of the most attended events in South Korea's history. But they were like, you know what? We're not convinced. So we're going to ask you guys to go on hiatus for a year and see how much this affects the economy. So BTS was like, okay, fine. I guess we're going to go on hiatus for a year. And the economy started tanking in South Korea. And so they were like, oh, shit, like... BTS is actually really, like, providing something to our country. So they said that they were going to look and see if maybe they could make an exception for BTS. Then the government asked the people of South Korea whether BTS should have an exception or not. The guys in in the... in, in the band, and people in South Korea were not happy that the government was trying to have them make the decision. So they were like, Okay, okay, never mind. Like, we asked for too much. So BTS has been in limbo for a while, wondering, Well, should we release more music? Should we go on another tour? Like, we don't know what the government's deciding. And one of their members is about to turn 21. So In order to get ahead of it, they decided, you know what? We're just going to enlist in the military. And so they all did it. So literally literally every single one of them, even the ones that are not 21 yet or are going to be 21, decided to enlist in the army because they were like, fuck the government. They can't get their shit together. So we're just going to sign up. And all I got to say is, I don't know any country that's going to want to shoot someone at BTS. Because that army, the BTS army in itself, is ginormous. You know what other army was huge, but didn't do much? That wannabe army that took over the capital on January 6th. And most recently, the January 6th committee released more videos about What had happened that day, what the different people had said. They released this video of Nancy Pelosi. And in the video, basically one of her aides is telling her, hey, like, DJT said that he's going to want to come to the Capitol and march with all these people. Even though Secret Service told him that there might not be enough service to, like, protect them, he still wants to come. And Nancy Pelosi responds, let him, let him come and I'll punch him up, you know, I'll punch him in his mouth. I've been waiting to do that. And then she looks at the camera and she says, that's right, I'm gonna, I will punch him in his mouth and I'll go to jail for it. Baby girl, that woman really, really hated this man. I mean, we all hated this man, but this woman, to say on camera, yes, I'm going to punch that man. That was something else. I was like, you know what? I didn't like Nancy Pelosi. But I fuck with you now, girl. I fuck with you. You know who also didn't fuck with Nancy Pelosi? And last this past week, uh, somebody that is like a conspiracy theorist follows QAnon and all these like conspiracy theories, right wing conspiracy theories, websites basically attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband and In their San Francisco home. This man apparently went inside the home looking for Nancy Pelosi, had weapons with him, had zip ties, and said that he was ready to tie her up and kill Nancy Pelosi in the name of Q. Since Nancy Pelosi wasn't home because she was in the Capitol, all her security was in the Capitol with her, so nobody was protecting her home and her husband. It turns out that the husband somehow called 911. And then when they got on, they realized that the, this person had really horribly hit Nancy Pelosi's husband in the head. And he went to the hospital. He had stitches. He's still in the hospital. You have to remember, this man is like, oh. So, like, I don't know what's going to happen. But the man that didn't is now in prison. And all because he thought, he believed what this website told him. And you know who else believed what a website told him? Me. I believed that because the Dodgers had broken the franchise record of most games ever won, that this would be the the year that the Dodgers would win again, like they did in 2020. And these motherfuckers broke my heart. I was heartbroken when they lost to the Padres. The Padres, they lost to the Padres of all people. Dios mío, qué cosa. I was heartbroken. Baby girl, mi corazón se quebró en días. And I was watching, and you know what hurts the most is that I watched the game with a Padres fan one of my coworkers is a Padres fan, and I was super confident that the Dodgers were going to win. I was like, there's no way they're going to lose. They have the franchise record. They're going to kick ass. And then we lost game one. And then we lost game two. And I was like, "And no, we won, like, game two, I think. We lost game three. And then I was like, okay, like, either the Dodgers win and we go to a fifth game, or if the Padres win, like, They're going to kick us out. I was heartbroken, y'all. Completely and utterly heartbroken that the Dodgers didn't make it. And You know what else I was heartbroken for? I was heartbroken that last week we found out that actor Leslie Jordan passed away at 67. If you don't know what Leslie Jordan is, he was in many different shows, like... American Horror Story, Will and Grace, he just has like so many shows. He was a uh, chiquito, he was a little short man, um, white man, who was really funny, had a really distinct voice, um, and he passed away in LA for a really bad car accident, and that also broke my heart. Um, we don't have a lot of older queer men in the community, from at least from his time, Uh, We lost a lot of queer people uh, to AIDS in the 80s and the 90s, and so we had somebody that was, you know, an older gay, I guess you could say, who passed away, so it was sad for all of us. Uh, But that is, and just like that, y con eso, we're going to go to our next seminar, the podcast. Did you know? So on next segment of podcast, did you know? And on this S segment, we usually talk about questions that people do not know, or we tell you a little bit more about a certain topic. Today, being November second, we're gonna talk about El Día de los Muertos. ¿Qué es El Día de los Muertos? What is Day of the Dead, and where does it come from? For a lot of people, Dia de los Muertos is actually celebrated October 31st to November 2nd. El de los Muertos is a Mexican holiday where families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a brief re- reunion that includes food, drink, and celebration. It is a blend of Mesoamerican rituals, European religion, and Spanish culture. Like I said, the holiday is celebrated from Halloween all the way to November 2nd. And on November 2nd, it is said that that's the day that all the souls come to the living world and celebrate with those that are still alive. So why does it have Mesoamerican, you know, backgrounds to it? Well, myth says, and history says, that a lot of Los Muertos rituals are rooted in Mesoamerican, specifically in the Perepecha tribe. So the Perepechas, also known as the Tarascans, the the Spaniards named them the Tarascans, were a tribe that at the time other tribes did not see as worthy to being colonized or taken over. They were seen unworthy because the Perepechas ran around naked and did whatever they wanted. They didn't really have a structure, but they had cultura and they had rituals. Entonces, when the colonizers came to Mexico and tried to colonize the Perepechas, the Perepechas actually worked alongside with the colonizers to stay alive. And in doing so, they adapted a lot of the rituals to be also attached to religion, to the religion of the Spaniards and the Europeans, of the colonizers basically. And this is one of the ways that the Perepechas realized that their rituals could live on if they attached religion to it. Very similar to Santeria and how some Santeros attached uh, their own gods to the gods of the colonizers. So the Perepechas did the same thing. And Dia de los Muertos then spread throughout Mexico. And rituals changed from place to place, whether you are where the Perepechas are usually from in Michoacán or whether you're in Oaxaca, whether you're in the Ciudad Mexico. Different places of the, of the country of Mexico have their own little details that they add because just like any other tradition, traditions evolve throughout time. Entonces, and de los muertos, people bring pan de muerto, which is the bread dedicated for the dead. They bring agua, they, they burn candles, they bring simpasuchil. It is believed that the strong smell of the simpasuchil is what brings the souls back to the land of the living. Um, water is supposed to be because they've had a long journey, so they want to drink. But also, we want to celebrate, and so we also put things like tequila and beer and tamales and fruta and pozole because they're hungry and they want to celebrate. It is also believed there's myths to say that people that eat the food after, that the food doesn't taste well. In some places, it is also considered bad luck to take and eat from an ofrenda. The ofrenda, you put pictures of the people, very similar to like the movie Coco, I would say. If anything, think of Coco or think of um, Book of Life, which are very popular movies that Hollywood made about the Los Muertos. But they the indigenous people also passed on the tradition of burning incest and burning um, sage for the, the souls to come back and visit us. De Los Muertos is not only celebrated in Mexico, it's also celebrated in many other countries. But many other countries have their own form of De Los Muertos because it comes from just indigenous people in general and their beliefs. I personally, celebrate Dia Los Muertos every year, and this year I got to put my ofrenda outside of my little apartamentito, and I put signs so that people can pass by and read what an ofrenda is, what each thing means in the ofrenda, so that people can learn. I do live in a neighborhood that is mostly white, but hopefully I can bring some culture to them. And that was, did you know, Dia Los Muertos edition. All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next segment of the podcast, our QTBIPOC of the episode. I'll see you there, Uh y'all. All right. This is our next segment of the podcast, our Queer, Trans, Black, Indigenous, People of Color. ...of the episode, where we highlight somebody who is queer, trans, black, indigenous, or just a person of color... ...that did something badass since the last episode. And this episode, I'ma just keep it short and sweet. With Wakanda Forever Black Panther 2 coming out in the next week... ...which, baby, I'm so excited about, but I'm pretty sure I told you on the last episode how excited I am about this this release... I wanted to shout out all the indigenous people in esta pelicula. We have, of course, we have Namor being played by a Mexican indigenous person, Teno Cuerta. We have Namora, who is being played by Mabel Caneda, another Mexican indigenous person. Then we have other folks also being part of the Telocan tribe, which is what Namor is in charge of, the god of, in Wakanda Forever Black Panther 2. We have Josel Maichi, who's a Mexican indigenous person. Alex Livinali, she's a Colombian indigenous person. And for Guatemala, we have Maria Mercedes Corroy and Maria Telon. Hella, hella excited To see indigenous representation From all over Latin America In Black Panther 2 Wakanda forever So I'm super excited about this I cannot wait And I cannot wait to see our gente People that look like me Like this skin right here On the big screen And with that We're gonna go to What's happening in the country, y'all I'll see you there (laughs) And this segment of the podcast is Today in the Country, where we talk about things that are happening in this country, los Estados Unidos de América, según Unidos. The first thing we're going to talk about is about the January 6th Committee. The January 6th Committee, like I said earlier, released more documents and more videos before they finished their findings on what happened on January 6th. And one of the things that they ended up doing was subpoenaed DJT. So the news say that the panel on October 13 said that it was going to subpoena DJT and about what happened on January 6th. Entonces, the former president was issued a subpoena And the committee, which voted unanimously on the move, is demanding for his testimony under oath next month, as well as records relevant to the probe and to the attack, which the panel noted came after weeks of him denying losing the 2020 election to President Joe Biden. They said, we recognize that a subpoena to a former president is a significant and historic action. The panel's leaders who wrote. DJT that Friday, we do not take this action lightly. So in the committee, we have Chairman Benny Thompson, we have Vice Chairwoman Liz Cheney, and the letter cited what they called DJT's central role in a deliberate multi-part effort to reverse his laws in the 2020 presidential election and to remain empowered. The subpoena says the DGT would be subpoenaed on November 14th after the midterm elections. It is not clear whether DGT is going to comply or not, but as of most recent, it is said the DGT will most likely testify because you know that bitch loves the spotlight. But um, Liz Cheney said that they don't want the actual... Uh, testimony to be live because they're afraid that he's going to turn it into a circus. So instead they're going to do one of those recorded sessions where it's just DJT and them in the room asking the questions. So there's no room for him to make a circus or a mockery out of And you know who else is playing with our emotions and looking, making us look like fools? The St. Louis Appeals Court that most recently blocked or is trying to block Biden's loan forgiveness. So a bunch of Republicans got together, a lot of Republican-led states, and are trying to block the billions of dollars that would be forgiven due to... Joe Biden's loan forgiveness weeks after the loan forgiveness applications had opened. By the way, if you have not signed, already filled out your loan forgiveness application, please do so because the hope is that after the midterm elections on November 8th, when it, both Congress and Senate are controlled by the Democrats, that this appeal would be shut down and that we can continue with loan forgiveness as is. I mean, that's at least what I'm hoping. Another thing that I'm hoping is that what I saw on TikTok, that they're going to send checks, is not what they're going to do. I'm just hoping they can deal with it on their own. I don't want to see the money because I can't promise that all the 20K is going to go to loans at that point. (laughs) So don't don't send us a check, Biden. Please don't send us a check. All right, y'all, I'm going to head over to our next segment of the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. I'll see you there. This next segment is Hoy en el Mundo, where we talk about things that are happening in the world because, baby, we're not the center of the universe here in the United States. And we're gonna go over to South Korea, Itaewon, it Taiwan, Taiwan. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. South Korea, where a couple of days ago, 146 people were killed in a stampede in the city of it Taiwan. So the city of it Taiwan is one of the cities where a lot of foreigners live, and a lot of Americans live in that city. In that small city and celebrate Halloween on October 31st. In South Korea, as a country, they don't celebrate Halloween. And so what happens is that every year... People come to this small city to see what Halloween looks like. A lot of people in South Korea come, a lot of young people, because they don't celebrate South Korea in their own country, and so all the foreigners usually do, especially the Americans. This year was the first year that COVID restrictions were lifted, and so more than norm. a, a crowd larger than normal showed up and what happened was that the crowd was so incredibly big that people were not able to move and when one person fell at the front it created a domino effect to the point where people were literally crushed to death because nobody could move out of the way and so kind of like a mountain of people began to form through that domino effect and 146 people were confirmed dead they were crushed to death and basically suffocated to death. the majority of those being young women in their twenties so prayers to all the people of Taiwan and South Korea also prayers to Brittany Grinner who her, whose appeal was denied in Russia and is now going to be forced to serve nine years in a penal prison in Russia, all because she is being treated as a political prisoner. If you do not know, Brittany Grinner is a WNBA player who, during offseason would play for a national team in Russia every year. She has won MVP awards, she has won championships, the whole nine yards for Russian team basketball teams or women's teams. This last time that she went, there was less than a gram of... um. It wasn't even marijuana. It was like the, the oil, the weed oil or whatever you call it, and a part of like a, a weed pen. And I guess in Russia, you can have drugs. And so they basically threw her in jail. Now, the sentence for this crime is not nine years in Russia, but because she is an American, they're adding more years that they should, and they're sending her to a penal prison, which is a prison that is like, imagine like Headmaid's Tale, you know, the colonies. Imagine that, but in Russia. And so the U.S. government is trying to be able to reason with Russia and see if maybe they could do some sort of prisoner swap where we give them some Russian prisoners that we have and they'll give us Brittany Grinner back. Um, most recently, Brittany Grinner's wife was on The View saying that she just hopes that everybody prays for Brittany and that she can come home because the last time she spoke to Brittany, Brittany can't even remember her own wife's face anymore. So prayers to Brittany. Now let's move over to Brazil, where the presidential election happened a couple of days ago, and by a slight margin, the Silva beat Bolsonaro. The Silva is a, con- a not a conservative; he's more of a liberal, and Bolsonaro was des- as a super right-wing con- conservative. But Da Silva beat him for the presidency. Even though Bolsonaro did not concede to the election and concede that he lost, he has said that he will make the transfer peaceful to the next president of Brazil, which is Da Silva. This is great news for the people of Brazil. It is great news for the rainforest. And it is great news for the indigenous people that live in Brazil. All right, y'all. So I told you some tea. I told you some truth, and baby girl, my favorite part of the podcast has arrived, where we get to talk some shit. I'll see you there, y'all. to my favorite part of the podcast where we get to talk some shit. We're going to kick off talking some shit. So something that happened in the last couple days. Actually, in the last 48 hours, I would say. A group of teenagers in Cedar City, Utah, they go to Cedar City High School in Utah, decided that it would be funny to dress up like cops and robbers for Halloween. So these are high school students, right? All white. Three of them dressed up like cops And the other three dressed up like prisoners. And like prisoner outfits. Like the stripes and everything. But that's not it, baby. The problem that I want to talk shit about is that the three prisoners with their prisoner outfits... Also, decided to do clear blackface with bright red lips. And they decided to walk around the city and even went into a Walmart where this viral, now viral TikTok was taken of somebody telling them that they just have ruined their lives because what they have decided to do. And instead of realizing what they did, they started laughing and mocking the person that was trying to tell them that this was inappropriate and was not right. So to every single one of those students and their parents who they obviously learned this from, I just want to say a big F you to you because racism is not something that we're born for, born with. It's something that we are taught. And who else teaches if not the parents of these children that taught them that it was okay to do blackface and they thought it was funny. Another people, another person that has been saying very controversial things is ye, aka um Kanye West. And I know we talked about Kanye West last week because he had or last episode because he had worn that white white lives matter shirt. But then he went on to say some very problematic things about Jewish folks, some anti Semitic remarks. Then he said some really fucked up shit about George Floyd. He said something about Like, oh, like, I understand exactly how George Flory felt because I feel like I have a knee on my neck, too. Very inappropriate. After that, a lot of different companies started just completely cutting ties with him. In mid-September, Gap said that they will no longer be selling his clothes at GAPS. Both Instagram and Twitter, the two social media companies suspended Yi's accounts in October after a series of anti-Semitic posts that included an Instagram screenshot of a text conversation between Sean Diddy Combs, where ye accused Diddy of being controlled by Jewish people. Then we also had JP Morgan Chase, the conservative pundit Candace Owens, who posed with a White Lives Matter shirt with Yee, tweeted on October that on October 12th that Yee had been kicked out of JP Morgan Chase. She included a redacted letter with the subject important closing of our banking relationship. Dev Jam, which he had a 10 album contract with, canceled his contract. Balenciaga, the design house, which had Wes walking in a Paris fashion week, the show that the day that he wore the White Lives Matter shirt, decided to cut ties with him so that CAA and MRC, Adidas will no longer be making his shoes. Foot Locker will be pulling all Yeezys from them. Ellen Brown, Aaron Donald, aka Don the Sports, pulled their endorsements. Peloton pulled his endorsements. Basically said that Peloton will no longer be using any of his music on the platform. Even TJ Matt. Said that they will no longer be selling Yee-sees that come through their door. The Donda Academy, that this private Christian K twelve prep school, didn't exactly cut ties with Yee. It's his academy, but they reportedly they but they it did reportedly shut down at the end of October for the rest of the school year. And to make matters worse, Madame Tussaud in London decided to remove his wax statue. They say we will no longer have it in our museum. And you know what? I want to feel bad, but I really don't. I really don't. This man needs real, real help. If anybody needs a conservatorship, it's this man. Not Britney, it's this man. I'm just saying. Another person I need to conservative so that I want to give a big F you to, is Mr. Lindsey Graham, who went on an interview with Herschel Walker, who is running for Senate in um in Georgia. And basically said that Herschel Walker is the best example about why the Republican Party is not racist. And basically said, do you not see this? He is a black man. How could I be racist if I support this black man? I literally wanted to throw up when I saw that interview. I was like, does he think we're stupid? Do, does he not know that we know how racism works? Just because you're supporting Herschel Walker, which, by the way, is a horrible, horrible representation of anybody, not just Republicans, does not mean that you... Bitch, you can still be racist and support Herschel Walker. I'm very sorry to tell you, Lindsey Graham. So F you. And also, I want to say just fuck the Florida. Just fuck Florida. Most recently the board of medicine in Florida the committee in Florida two medical boards voted last week to rule that they would ban puberty blockers hormone therapy will begin detransitioning kids who started their tran- they started transitioning you know because they're trans and it's even considering starting a trans registry in Florida All I want to say is that the moment that people need to flee your state and find refuge in other states is the moment that you've realized that we're no longer the best country in the world. Like, we we just aren't. We've known that. We know we're not. But Florida is just, wow. I just can't with Florida. So F Florida all the damn way. That's all I got to say. And with that, y'all, we come to an end of yet another episode. But before we leave, I want to go ahead and give you some of my final nuggets. First off, if you have started watching Love is Blind Season 3, just know that I don't know how I feel about this season. (laughs) I started watching it, and I am Team Nancy all the way. That's all I got to say. Team Nancy 100%. I feel like this season is just different. It feels like people know that they're on TV and they're not really there to find love. They're there to be famous. My girl Nancy is there to find love. And all I got to say is, Bartise, I just want to talk, boy. I just want to talk. Because you, you know, Nancy is all of our sibling, okay? You doing her wrong. So F. (laughs) FBartiz, go ahead and give it a watch. Also, just want to shout out Kiki Palmer for that amazing Halloween costume. A couple weeks ago, TikTok went crazy saying that Kiki Palmer should be the next rogue in the X-Men movie. And Kiki Palmer listened, and she dressed up like Rogue for Halloween. And I had my life. My entire life was had. Another people that just, I was so, I loved her costume was Chloe and Bailey. I mean, Chloe and Hallie Bailey, who dressed up as Storm and as one of the avatars. Amazing costumes. There were so many amazing costumes this year. We also had the funniest costume, I think, was Heidi Klum, who never disappoints, who dressed up like a literal warm. Say what? But also, just as a final nugget, y'all might not see me on Twitter soon. I have friends that work at Twitter, and ever since Elon Musk took over, there's been reports that the N-word has jumped almost 500% after he took over. And people that work at Twitter are just terrified about what's going to happen. So if you have any friends that work at Twitter, please send them some hugs. Give them some hugs. It ain't easy for them right now. And you know what? Let's make some other platform, the platform to be, because Twitter is going to be filled with uh, right-wing conspiracies and races and people that support DJT. Not that they already aren't, but they're going to come from the message boards over to Twitter now that Elon Musk is allowing that to happen. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and... Close this podcast episode, episode 041. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. I appreciate all of you. Please post, repost, tell your friends about this podcast. Go ahead and rate it five stars on whatever platform you are listening to. And if you ever want to be on the show, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or or tiktok at it's just a talk and let me know why you want to come on the podcast and we can do our did you know together and the rest of the topics together it's time for me to have some more voices on this show and i would love it to be yours once again my name is mauricio i am your host i am so grateful that you chose to come today and listen to this podcast and remember I am everything I am because the hood loved me. Bye, y'all.